Welcome into what we believe is Odyssey's favorite podcast. We hope you had a wonderful Father's Day weekend. Uh, myself and my co-host, both dads. Uh, so obviously we got to be celebrated. And if you celebrate, we hope you had a lovely one. I am Mark Menard here with Zach Clark. And this is Name That News, our little fun game show where Zach and I have gone through a week's worth of clips. We've picked out our favorites. We've taken them wildly out of context. We've delicately censored certain parts, not because they're dirty or anything, but because we don't want to give away the answers. And we have multiple choice answers ready for you. You pick the one that you think is best, and then we see if you get it right. Zach, how are you this week? I'm doing great, Mark. We never censor the dirty parts here. They are always on display. That's right. We're not censoring anything for, for dirt. We're censoring just to keep things fair. We don't want to give the answers away too early. So I believe I am leading off this week. And my first question to you comes to us from the Windy City, WBBM in Chicago, where there's some concern about what's going on in the streets, but not the way you think. It really highlights the dangers that pedestrians and cyclists and even people in cars are facing every single day from traffic violence. So what were some Chicagoans worried will contribute to local road rage? Was it A, anxious devotees rushing to the Taylor Swift concert? Was it B, NASCAR fans? Or was it C, do we need a specific reason everyday traffic is bad enough? C, I got to tell you, Mark, this is one of those college-type questions and answers where it's the best answer, not the right answer or the wrong answer. Because, look, the Taylor Swift thing, we just went through this here in Detroit. It is madness. It it packs the city. It's wild. Uh, I know that they race in Chicago. There is a NASCAR race, uh, Chicagoland. So it could be that one. But, look, you know what makes me angry? Getting in my car, having to drive with people like you and everybody else around me. I want to drive on the road alone, so I'm going with C. I don't need a reason. I'm already angry. That's a very good answer. In this case, it's not the right answer, but it's a good answer. The right answer is actually B, NASCAR fans. And the reason is that there is a NASCAR race in Chicago, and it's done in the street. They are worried that people will say, well, if NASCAR can race in the street, I can also race in the street. And they think that that might be a problem in the future of NASCAR influencing people because they're not actually on a track somewhere. They're just out in the Windy City streets, revving it up. Look, as a kid that grew up in the 90s, I can't tell you how many times I tried the three-step golf drive like Happy Gilmore, right? We emulate the things that we see. So, yes, of course I'm going to drive that way. They're doing it. Why am I not doing it? You know what sounds nice right about now, Mark? 200 miles an hour going home. You know how fast I'd get there? Oh, it'd be great. Talking about the 90s, that was the whole thing that got Beavis and Butthead in trouble for everybody who wants to date themselves <laughs> like we just did. I think it'd be a good date. Oh, not that kind of dating. Right. Got it. My bad. All right, Mark. How about this one? And this one can be heard on various Odyssey stations across the country. It's a national clip from CBS Radio. Take a listen. Federal authorities allege Cedric Lodge took <laughs> to his home in Golfstown, New Hampshire, and then sold them online. Mark, what was it that Cedric was selling? Was it A, illegally taxidermied animals, B, partially dissected human remains, or C, staying on topic, counterfeit Taylor Swift tickets? Well, look, they're really cracking down on the counterfeit tickets lately. Uh, I don't think that those are working out the way they used to, so I'm going to toss that one out. So we're left with dead things. We're left with taxidermied animals or dissected human remains. Either of those 
both kind of icky. The taxidermied animals less so because at least they're fluffy and furry. I know, I know the tenor of the questions you usually provide. I'm going to go with partially dissected human remains, even though I hate it. Mark, this show is indeed a race to the bottom, and indeed you are correct. Partially dissected human remains is the correct answer. Our friend Cedric here was a mortician on the East Coast, and he was selling body parts on the black market. And as you heard there, uh, he got busted. How do you do that? Is it like a door-to-door vacuum cleaner salesman with... Like you open your trench coat, and there's just a variety of parts like hanging from the inside to the jack. How on earth? That was the old school dark web was the trench coat with stuff hanging off of it. And you really had to know a guy. Now you can find the darker parts of the Internet, I guess, and search there. Or maybe there is still trench coat guys. I don't know. I'm not in that world. Well, look, Mark, now you and I both know a guy. It's Cedric. Well, we'll call Cedric up later and find out uh, how he went about running his business. Uh, For now, our business is getting back to this show, and we're going to go to your stomping grounds, WWJ in Detroit, for a horrific event that was litigated in court, and a woman's going to be spending quite some time in jail. A jury has found a Metro Detroit woman guilty of killing her father with a... (laughs) Oakland County prosecutors say Megan Joyce Imerowitz was 18 years old when she sleeping 64 year old father so my question is what household item did she repurpose for murder was it a a bedside lamp was it b a windshield scraper or was it c drain cleaner sometimes you know i like this show because it makes me think but then i realize what it makes me think is what's the best way to kill somebody and then i wonder if that's like a healthy thing or not um but i gotta tell you if we're talking about like things that are closest to a murder weapon as is those windshield scrapers i know mark it's a little warmer where you are but those things can have some pretty sharp edges on them you could probably get away with a couple of hacks a bedside lamp i mean obviously that would work too uh, but i feel like the drain cleaner right that's like the the world's worst pun that's the cleanest way to do it i'm saying c drain cleaner All right, so, yeah, you're right. A windshield scraper, very sharp, but this time of the year, you'd probably have to go looking around for it because it's not handy in the the summer months. Bedside lamp, great for crime of opportunity. We see that all the time. That's a little bit run-of-the-mill for this show. It is C, drain cleaner. You are correct. She doused her 64-year-old sleeping father in lye, and the chemical burns eventually killed him. Yeah, when you say horrific, that's about as bad as it gets. All right, Mark, there's nothing else to say other than it's time for the next clip. This one comes from our friends out west, KNX in Los Angeles. Take a listen. One in seven remote workers log in just three to four hours of actual work. A survey found that they do other things like... All righty, Mark, what else are the remote workers doing in this survey? Is it A, laundry? Is it B, drinking? Is it C, having sex? Or for the first time in Name That News history, is it D, all of the above? Wow. Okay. Yeah, that we, we don't usually do a fourth answer, and we never do an all of the above answer. So this is a first. And look, I'm going back to my days of taking ACTs and bubble tests and coloring in A, B, C, or D. And I can tell you, oftentimes, when there was an all of the above, that was the one you had to go with. So I'm looking at all these options. They all look good. I am going to go with my gut from back in the day and say all of the above. 
Yeah, that's an effective Scantron strategy, Mark, and it's going to work out here. And look, normally we would not do this, but there's no way I'm leaving all three of these <laughs> options off the board. There's no way. I'd have to leave one of them off, and I wasn't going to do it. So no, Mark, it turns out that, and this was one in seven people, right? So it wasn't this huge group of people, but one in seven people are doing things like laundry, sleeping, drinking, having sex, anything else but working. The survey said those one in seven work about four hours a day. Not a bad life. I'll take it. There is a wholesome answer you put in there, which is laundry. And I can say, as someone who also works from home most of the time, laundry doesn't take very long. You go toss it in the in the wash, you let it run, you switch it out to the dryer, you let it run. You can get a lot of stuff done while the laundry is running. The machines do the work for you. So of all the things, I think that would be the least egregious. Wait, let me ask you this, though, Mark. What are the odds when the person said they were doing A, they were actually doing B and C, and they just didn't want to admit it? That's what I think is going on here. <laughs> Look, that's a strong possibility. You know, Obviously, I don't advocate drinking on the job, but depending on what your job is, if you're already at home and you can, uh, you, you can make it work, then I guess whatever. C, having sex is much more engaged of an activity. Hard to multitask that way. Yeah, I don't think I don't think you're getting a lot of work done while that's going on. A and B, you can you can still do some work. C, you have to kind of have all your attention in one place. At least if you're doing it right. <laughs> so that brings us to the part of the show that we make you wait a little bit. Our cliffhanger question of the week. Here's how it works. It's just like the other questions we've read to you. Except we make you wait an entire week to get the answer because we want you to come back we want to hook you on this show so let's review last week's cliffhanger question of the week and it came to us from once again wwj in detroit the secondary ticket market is on fire folks are asking above 10 grand for a single ticket so you may recognize the voice on that clip it was our own zach clark doing that report for his home station over there at WWJ, and that's why I made it the cliffhanger question. I was hoping that with a week in between, he would forget what he was actually talking about. He's got a lot on his plate over there. So let's see how addled his memory has become in the past week. What was the hottest ticket in Motown? Was it A, the Blink-182 reunion tour? Was it B, she's been all over the show today, the Taylor Swift concert? Or was it C, advanced ticket sales for a potential Detroit Lions NFC Championship game. Well, Mark, I dream of C, if not if not hourly, certainly daily. Um, so the problem here is, though, look, uh, you 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 use the proper strategy in trying to get me to forget, but the problem is I was at A, so I know it wasn't that, and it's not C. And look, here's the thing, Mark. The answer is B, and and I don't know if she's come to New Orleans yet. Uh, but two weeks ago, she was here. I've never seen anything like it. And it's not a volume thing. It's an intensity thing. The way the city shut down over one woman, not named Aretha Franklin, in Detroit was very bizarre to me. But, man, people were all about it. What a great time. I don't believe New Orleans is actually on the list of stops for the Taylor Swift Eras Tour. And I based that on the fact that my wife's coworker took her daughter all the way to Tampa to watch a show because I don't believe it was coming here. So we're not going to deal with that down here in the Big Easy. Uh, as as of right now, she could always add shows, and maybe we'll make the cut the second time around or the third time around. We'll have to wait and see. We have no shortage of big events down here, so I do feel your pain. It was Super Bowl-esque in that it was just such a crushing thing that asphyxiated the city from any kind of other event. I mean, somebody offered me Tigers tickets across the street. 
Nope. <laughs> I mean, I'd love to go, but what am I going to do? Pay a thousand bucks for a parking space? Heck no. Also, was it was anyone even at the Tigers game that night? <laughs> Who could know? Can't even get close to it. You had to be helicoptered in like James Bond. <laughs> so that brings us to this week's cliffhanger question of the week, and it is yours. Let's have at it. It is indeed, Mark. We'll go back out west, but a little further north than our friends at KNX. We'll go to KCBS. This is in San Francisco. Check it out. After their cat was thought to be lost in the Tubbs fire, a Santa Rosa family has been reunited. The cat somehow survived on its own. Alrighty, Mark, I know you're a cat person. I know this because I have seen your cat when we do these Zoom conversations. But how long has this specific cat been doing his own thing? Is it A, six weeks, B, six months, or C, six years? Okay, so look, this is obviously any of these are valid. Uh, six weeks is actually not a long time for a cat to be on his own or her own. Six months, six years, all of these are valid. I'm going to have to mull on this for a week just like everybody else, and we'll have to wait and see next week uh, what the answer turns out to be. Now, Mark, if it's any help, uh, in the report, the woman said that the, the cat has a brother, right, and that brother did not run away during the fire, and the woman said that the cat's jaw literally dropped like a human's when the other cat returned. If that gives you any context, I would have loved to have seen what that looked like, but no pictures, not at least that I saw. So that's how we do things here. Uh, special thanks to Brian Fisher, who helps put the show together, and special thanks to you for joining us. If you like what you heard, then please pound that subscribe button, bookmark us on your browser, set a reminder on your calendar, because we are here every single week with another fresh new episode of Name That News.